Mom, Dad, I think I have diarrhea. What? You don't seem to have diarrhea when you are texting and laughing while watching movies and your YouTube. Stop being so dramatic, huh? Oh God, why can't you be like Sharma Uncle Son? Look at him. Does he say things like I have diarrhea? We gave up so much for you. Why can't you just be grateful? Um, what? I literally have a fever and my stomach hurts. Please take me to the doctor. Hey, Bhagwan, बस यही सुनना बाकी रह गया था. Who will marry you now? Look, there's no need to see someone outside the family. Tomorrow onwards, wake up early and everything will be all right. Just focus on work and don't even think about this diarrhea and all. These doctors and all are just making money and don't do anything. It's all in your stomach. Go study now. lovely person i'm rosita demelo your host for this podcast and i welcome you to social migraine before i move on to the episode i would like to take some time out to introduce myself because i hadn't done much of it in the last episode so beginning with the basics i'm 19 i live in mumbai in india i should be a first year engineering student but because of covid my admissions have been delayed so hopefully by the time this releases i'll at least have a college my interests are reading writing poems hopefully i can read some out to you in the upcoming episodes i also have a recently developed interest in coding so coming to why i started this podcast so i'm the kind of person you know who writes long paragraphs on the instagram story about uh recent events and happenings and how passionately they feel about the things going on around them so i decided instead of you know typing so much out on my story where i have a limited audience plus i don't know uh, how people really feel about it i would speak up uh, i would speak about those topics so you know you have an option if you want to listen to me or not and then you can tell me how you felt about what i am saying um you know i don't hope to find a career in podcasting yet but i do find it interesting and i'll try to keep it up as long as i can and as long as time permits so the last episode was very long so i decided that this episode is going to be divided into mini episodes of about 20 to 25 minutes each so you can listen to it whenever you like and you're not stuck with me for too long now it's time to introduce my guest my Hi. guest for- oh my god she just spoke in the middle <laughs> wait let me introduce you <laughs> so my guest for today is natasha singh and natasha please introduce yourself now as you said my name is natasha singh and i'm an indian and i'm 22 years old and um i have three four three people in my family other than me um i'm doing working right now but yeah that's that's who i am i'm doing marketing so yeah 
learning a lot of manipulation because that's what marketing is. For people who did not know what marketing is manipulation, it is. It's consumer behavior and studying what people want to do. People, how people behave. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So today's topic is mental health. And before we jump on to the discussion, I decided that I would like to do a little something different this time and start with a story. So this is a story that I found on Medium and it's by Rita Alexandra. I will not tell you what the story is about. Because you should pick that up along the way while I'm reading the story. So I'm going to start reading the story. The day was long. Not the fulfilling happy summer day type. The rain hit the coffee shop window. Leaving a trail similar to the tears that I once cried. The wind was strong. And if it wasn't for the constant force that pulls me towards the earth's centre. I'd have involuntarily flown across the world. God, you should fly to the other side of the planet, he said as he sat next to me. I ignored and made my way home. He accompanied me, leaving as soon as I stepped the doormat. Now I could finally put on the music that would help me forget about the grey sky I've been staring at all day. This was much of a routine. After work, I'd get my fourth or fifth coffee of the day on the cafe down the road. He would come silently and put some unpleasant words together. Sometimes he'd walk me home. Some other times he'd just wave me goodbye from our table as he'd watch me wave. He didn't bother me, nor was interesting. So I limited myself to learn his name and nothing more. I'm depression, he introduced himself. That was the only time I've seen him smile. The certain day I woke up earlier and feeling energetic. I'm not a morning person, so this was kind of an occasional accomplishment. I got up, worked out, took a shower, had breakfast, and even had time to explore a couple of chapters from the book I've been reading. The almost non-existing rays of sunshine were awaiting me. It was a surprise when I heard Depression's voice greeting me as I stepped out my front door. Hey Dee, what are you doing here? I asked. He didn't hesitate to ask me for a cup of coffee. That was unusual. I have never seen him at the coffee shop in the morning. Caffeine wasn't in my plans this morning. But who would I kid if I said I can survive without it? You know your job is pretty shitty. Are you sure you want to go? Dee was right. My job was a parallel of excrement. But why would he question that? Why was I questioning that? My phone rang. It was an important call from work, leaving me no choice but to take off in a rush. The day continued as expected. Work, coffee shop, home, a sporadic cup of wine. Dinner, some journaling, and bed. The next morning wasn't as enjoyable. My endorphins levels were significantly low. The question was now stuck in my brain. I still had one hour until the alarm went off, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to go to work. So I went back to sleep. It was a failed attempt. My mind was having a sudden existential crisis. The job is pointless. This routine is unproductive. How happy am I? Will I ever do what I really want to do? Will I ever settle down? It was going miles. I managed to roll out of bed before I could hit the snooze button. 
took the habitual shower and peeked to the sky to decide what would be my clothing for the day. Thick and dark clouds were covering the city. It felt like a Sunday, and similarly to every seventh day of the week, my choice was to stay in. I put on some clean pajamas and prepared myself to dive in a movie marathon. May I come in? He subtly knocked on the door early in the afternoon, uninvited. I nodded reticent, letting him in. His steps were silent and he always carried this vacant look on his face. Regardless, something about him led me to a comfort zone. So I allowed him in my life. The negativity surrounded the atmosphere inside my house. He looked around in detail and hated every furniture and art I owned. I agreed, even though it never occurred to me how bad-looking my apartment was before. B and I emerged into a mildly interesting conversation. I opened myself up to the stranger next to me. I wondered why you were constantly alone, thinking you were very comfortable with yourself. But the truth is, you're not captivating, he stated. Five minutes in and boredom is all I envision. It had been the first time I reacted to his mean words. My mind froze. Is this the impression people have of me? Thoughts of low self-esteem invaded my head. I smirked and turned my attention back to the movie. Or so I intended. Truth is, no one has ever called me boring. But I don't usually engage with outsiders. And they lean to veracity when talking to random people. It's not his interest to hurt me. He is just being honest. Before I realized, we were three movies in. This third movie was about the different perspectives on achievement. It doesn't matter how much you work for it, you won't succeed. Some character cited. This is your reality. Didi directed it to me. I gave it some thought, but he was right. I worked hard all my life and I accomplished nothing. I curled myself up as if I was a fetus again and lost myself in tears. He poured me a glass of wine and I drowned my sorrows in it. We skipped dinner. I don't skip dinner unless I am sick. I am not sick. Hours of crying went by and he was still there watching me. I was beyond bothered. What was once an indifference, it was now a dull presence in my life. Will you help me? Please help me. I wanted to say these words, but I couldn't avoid the fact that he was the reason why I felt abruptly hopeless. The levels of toxicity this person has brought into my body in one day were unthinkable. It could be the white drink talking, but he had to go. I couldn't give up my life because he thought so. I couldn't turn down my ambition because this unfamiliar face expressed adversity. I couldn't miss on being happy. I asked him to leave. I didn't scream. I didn't resort to violence. I simply asked him to be absent for good. And just like that, I never saw depression again. So that was the story. And I really liked it. And I liked the way it was written. What do you have to say about it? Well, the entire personification of depression itself is its very well done. So good job on the story. It's, it's a poetry, right? More than a story. The entire concept of, you know, understanding depression. Um, where in the start you say um, something like, I didn't really take too much. I did not 
I do not learn about depression. I just bother to learn just its name because mm-hmm. that was depression that was making you not want to learn him. So that very mm-hmm. line where it says only that itself summarizes uh, so much about depression. Like depression can just make you not do anything. Exactly, exactly. People think depression is like oh, being sad and gloomy all the time, and you know. Yeah, it's not, not wanting that. to party and stuff like that. No, it is something that's always sticking with you, and it's like even if it's not constantly over your head, if it's not constantly, you know, visible on your face, it's it's there. It's still there, even on the best days. You're just going to feel horrible at the end of the day, and you don't know why. You're not able to explain, and you don't feel the most. You know, the uh, most common thing I've heard about depression is. you don't want you don't feel like doing anything you lose interest in things that you actually loved once upon a time you don't have the motivation to get out of bed mm-hmm. and this is also what the story describes yeah 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 it it shows you know, the the part where uh, depression is telling like you're worthless you're not exciting enough you're not you know mm-hmm. not appealing like yes. yeah those are things that you start thinking about yourself and there is not much control there is not no, nobody coming and telling you stop that is not exactly. who you are yes so yes. which is why it keeps continuing which is why it just happens and there is nothing that you do about it also the this whole thing is like in in, in this story it's it's another person so as a listener when you're listening to the story or when you're reading you're able to differentiate between depression telling her something and you know her yeah. saying that wait i never thought about about this myself yeah. but in real life depression is not a person it's within you so it becomes difficult to differentiate between your thoughts and what you know your brain is just actually making up okay. things that you never question you start to question and you will not be able to understand why you're doing that and i even like the you know the way the at the end the person the depressed person yeah. him or herself decided that no this is this is not how it's going to be ah. like even if you're telling this is this is not i'm not going to think my life is worthless because it's not so that is what you need you know that that push from within courage, to be able to the courage, the courage to even say that to yourself yes yeah and there are a lot of people who do not have it and and i like i understand that you need to push yourself to it but there is light at the end of the tunnel you that there is a possibility of that happening to you so giving up hope and falling into the depression hole and letting it control you over everything else i think that that is something that people really need to work on even if you're not like you know going to a counselor or going to therapy mm-hmm. this is something that you can work like you can talk to yourself and work with yourself in it like you you can just keep talking to yourself that is one thing that I, that i've learned when it comes to like i said marketing right kinds of relationships you have there are intra social inter social relationships so intra mm-hmm. is within yourself a relationship that you have with you is called intra mm-hmm. which is one of the most important things what you think of yourself what you think of uh, what you are going to do not about what other people think but what you enjoy like sitting and watching about three netflix movies or something like that if you enjoy it mm-hmm. not because not you do not sit and watch it because you think there is nothing else to do not uh, not because uh, worth doing uh, not because of that but because you 
you think that is something that will you know make you happy or entertain you that relationship with yourself to understand that to even like you know tell yourself like today i'm going to get up and paint today i'm going to get up and go to work is so so mm-hmm. important is more important than even like a uh, interest intersocial relationship uh, what some a relationship with other people what other people think about you what your relationship with anybody else is mm. i think it's very you know now that we're saying we're talking about it it's like it's easy for us to say as you know people like the third person but actually actual depressed people i don't i think it's really really difficult to even believe when you say that everything is going to be okay or there is light at the end of the tunnel it just probably feels like i don't know constant just you know constant monotony and like everything is just the same over and over again everything is just the same and depression is not sadness it is something else it, it's not sadness so i don't know if a laughing person or partying person is not depressed that is just nonsense and because it's so abstract because it's so abstract so you know undescribable yeah that is exactly why it's it's such a stigma or it's difficult to treat because people refuse to acknowledge because it's it's not like uh, i don't know like take the recent example of covid i can't just test you and then confirm whether you have it or not it's not like uh typhoid that i can check your temperature and i and the other symptoms and i can tell you that you know mm-hmm. you have typhoid mm-hmm. it is it is diagnosable obviously but it is different for you know it comes in different forms for everybody and people it's especially the elder people they want to see they want when you say illness they think the illness should be seen yeah like, oh, you look proof, perfectly proof. fine what is wrong like you look perfectly fine Yeah. why are you saying things like that who taught you that or something like that you know they think it this is just some made up term for i don't know not feeling good enough for anxiety is just i'm nervous about my exams oh my god i have anxiety but you can't blame the elders because even our generation is like that yeah. being like i feel so oh my god i feel so depressed one direction broke up no shut up you don't feel depressed because one direction broke up yeah stupid <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it there. there is a lot of misuse of the words because people don't completely understand it right and mm-hmm. because it's become a trend that is so annoying that depression and anxiety has become a trend and even you know even the word thing, not just depression anxiety even think like ocd which are actual disorders like oh my god i'm so ocd like no, no you straight in the pencil that is not ocd Yes, it's, it's really really annoying and the thing is I didn't even know okay I didn't even know unless my friend told me oh you know I have OCD and she seemed happy about it and then I was like dude what is OCD and this was when I was in fourth or fifth okay I'm not dumb so I was like what is OCD and then she told me that and for like 2 3 years I straight up believed that you know just wanting things to be a particular perfect, yeah. or nice like you know satisfying is called mm-hmm. having OCD Oh, but yeah. I but I never thought I have OCD because I don't know probably because I'm just messy in general I couldn't care less but you know even things like any disorder ADHD OCD like even fidgeting around with your fingers apparently you're anxious apparently you're you know you have anxiety apparently you have ADHD maybe you should get tested it becomes such a big you know wormhole 
of things just because of the misuse and misunderstanding of the concept of it and because mm-hmm. it's become a trend like it's good that people have started gaining awareness about it but misusing the terms and not understanding it completely is just so much worse it's like half knowledge yeah it's ignorant and it it's undermining everybody else's actual disorders because yeah. you think it's something co- cool or something and you can't even you know i don't know you can't really tell them that when they say that oh i feel depressed like no you're not depressed shut up because that would be mean on my part i think a person suffering from with depression is not going to go around telling everybody oh i'm depressed i'm depressed i'm depressed why would you do that in the courage to go around telling anybody about any of your illnesses even physical illnesses yeah i know this is so much of a task and you're talking about something that is happening within you and you have no proof to prove it so that is just like mind boggling how people think that that's something funny and that's something nice that will happen to them like now i will work on myself because apparently i have depression that is just ugh i don't know how this happened to this world dude hello so i hope you found our discussion interesting so far to hear us speak about more aspects of mental illnesses and talk more about this particular topic Hop on to the next episodes and tell me how you feel about it and feel about this whole format of each episode being twenty to twenty-five minutes. See you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.